lighting was very uh, tantalizing, if you will. Where Derek is going to be our dungeon master. No one's knocking down my door to build them one. Now that I'm in the clear, get out there and try new things for myself. 50 to 50 is a podcast documenting Michael Ivan Schwartz's journey to turning 50. Each week, he will attempt to do something he's never done before over the 50 weeks leading up to his birthday on December 20th, 2019, on his personal quest to expand, experiment, and embrace. I'm your host, Derek Vaughn Brown, and I'm here to antagonize Michael Ivan while holding him accountable to his goal. Ivan Schwartz, this time last year, we were in your house talking vaguely about spending an hour or two together every week for almost an entire year. And I think there was a moment where I was thinking, you know, I I don't know if that's a great idea, but... You know, and it'll probably feel like it'll probably feel really dragged out by the end, doing the same thing every week. But it didn't. In hindsight, it it went so fast. And now you are 50 years old. 50. 50. It is true. I am 50. And we spent, uh, this is our 30th episode. So easily 30 hours, probably more like 60 to 80 hours, hanging out, talking. About me doing stuff. It was a little weird. I'm not going to lie. But it was uh, it was fun. And uh, I think, honestly, the gap that we had where we had to make up some episodes was probably a healthy dose of break. We also had, like, a lot of life changes personally and just as a group. So we did more than survive. I think we had a good time. I had a good time. What about you, Alexis? Hey, Alexis, did you have a good time? Having a good time. It, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yes, I had a great time. It was really fun spending this time with you guys, and I'm already thinking to the future of how we get to do this more, spend time together. You are officially 50 now. What was your last event to you know, bring in the 50s? So sadly, Alexis, you missed the 50th, which was I hosted my own birthday party. Now, uh, before anyone calls me, BS on this. I do host the party every year, wine, cheese, beer, chocolate in December. But what was unique about this is it really was focused on me turning 50, throwing my own birthday parties, a little bit uh, narcissistic. And uh, so was this whole 50 to 50. So it seemed like a fitting end. And I had a blast. And since Alexis, you were not there, I'm going to have Derek give us a little bit of an update on what happened. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the, the place, it was called Maryland Art Space. Maryland Art Place, yeah. When you walk into the lobby, very unassuming, uh, a small 15 by 15 box off of the street with an elevator in the back, uh, and the door to a staircase when you're right, but by the time you get down to the staircase, it is this atmospheric, speakeasy feeling, uh, you know, basement club uh, with a stage in the corner, and, and, the, and the, the lighting was very... Uh, 
you know, uh, tantalizing, if you will. Michael Ivan put a lot of work into um, what might be accessory uh, uh, activities. You could sculpt. You could send yourself a postcard. You know, thematically, all these things wrapped around also a theme of, uh, you know, 1960s wardrobe. So Michael Ivan was looking super fly in a very high quality textured shirt. We got to sing the song that uh, Michael and I uh, wrote together in front of an audience, a very loud audience that appreciated it very much. It was an awesome end to the whole, uh, to the whole occasion. Included in the uh, activities, we had temporary tattoos to honor my second and third tattoo, uh, 2000. 19. The clay that we sculpted that people could do was actually made of Play-Doh in different colors, and people actually sculpted some of the events that I had done, which was kind of fun. Someone made a very similar-looking macaroon and placed it on Gracie's head. Gracie was not there in real form, but in the sculpted form. So I kind of showed that off. I had a little book that I made with photos and text of all the different activities I did, so people can kind of look through that and see all the activities. And the postcard that um, Derek alluded to was a write yourself a bucket list thing you wanted to do in 2020. And I will send you that postcard maybe in the middle of the year as a reminder. Hey, did you do this thing that you wanted to do? So that was really cool reading what people wrote in there. And uh, for sure, the highlight around 10 p.m. when I kind of thought this was the, the largest gathering of people, we sang a song. And when I say we, Derek sang a song. And I... Uh, Jumped in on the choruses about eight inches away from the mic so that no one would really hear me. But we have a video of it and an audio recording, so why don't we uh, take a listen? Magic in the dark 
was really nice. I'm so sad I had to miss it, but I mean, I was in France, so sorry. But yeah, sounded like you had a sick party. I heard from several friends of ours that it was pretty dope. You have a lot to live up to for this 51st birthday party in 2020. Speaking of 2020, is there anything on the list that you didn't get to do that, um, you know, is still kind of lingering that you wanted to accomplish last year? Why, yes. So the big trip South Africa, which I canceled um, due to my dad's illness. I'm probably not going to pull that off this year, but I am going to make some other trips, hoping to get to Cuba. I am plotting very shortly to go to Jamaica. So some travel things are definitely on the list that I'm still going to do. And there are some things, if people have been listening, they might remember a segment of our show where we talked about Tiffany, Derek's wife who was turning 40 a little bit before me she was doing 40 to 40 we did curling together which was amazing but we had talked about doing some other things so i brought tiffany in just to share with us a couple things that we still want to do together and uh, to hear a little bit about what 40 to 40 was like for her tiffany so some things that we talked about doing that we haven't done yet dungeons and dragons where derek is going to be our dungeon master and teach us the ways of mastering dungeons, I guess. Lock picking, we still have to do that. As far as my 40 to 40, I did not finish all 40 things. So I've just decided that this is the year of 40. So I'm going to try to finish all 40 things before I turn 41. One thing we did just do is buy a house. So we can put that on our 40 to 40, my 40 to 40 list. So maybe we can pick some locks in the house. Speaking of unfinished business, I don't know if you guys remember, I was supposed to start a podcast and uh, yeah, that's not happening. So sorry. (laughs) But we did get to record in a real studio and that was really fun to kind of see that process. Do you think you're going to continue with podcasting in some type of way? I love when Alexis goes off book and comes up with a question that is on point because that is a very valid question and thought for me. This year, that's one of the goals is for me to look into providing podcasts as a service for others. And I do a lot of video work with nonprofits. And I would say almost every organization I work with, a podcast would be a great asset to them to communicate to their donors and volunteers to get more people involved in their programs. And so I'm hoping to pitch it to maybe a couple initially and do a little bit more of a low key, not super high end just to kind of get a little bit more experience doing ours has been fun but it's very much just for fun there's no need to prove that we did x number of numbers and you know a couple quick facts we did have over 2300 downloads in 50 different countries many of which were just one but that's all right we averaged somewhere between like 80 to 100 per episode which is again That's fine with me. I mean, a little bit more would have been nice, but it also is pretty much just friends and family. So no big complaints. And I still think surprising, besides the first podcast having the most, 
which is kind of obvious. People want to listen to podcasts, listen to the first one. So that was like 170 so far. The second most listened to, one of the worst events for me was uh, the singles Stretch and Stout. For those that don't remember, that is when I went to like a singles meetup event. We did Pilates, which I had never done before, and then went to the world of beer. This is all in the suburbs of Baltimore. And uh, drank beer and met people who were also single and uh, was not a great experience for me. It was pretty humorous, I think. But um, for some reason, that one has the second most listens. I'm not quite sure why. It's got to be in the name. It's got a it's got a buzzy name, and people are also looking to date, just looking for answers out there in the universe, searching for answers. Speaking of answers, what was the absolute worst thing you did? Was it stretch and stout, or was there something else? So, just speaking from the experience, the worst event was the second time I did mushrooms. We're exposing the true word here, so we disguise it as magic. In uh, two different episodes, the first time was very low-key, and then the second time I did with my buddy in Nashville, soon after I had gone skydiving. Just experientially, that was the worst. There were several that were pretty boring and dull, including uh, with my niece and nephew doing this kind of trivia thing downtown Baltimore, hanging out with them was a blast. The event itself, not so much. Single stretch and stout, not so great. And there's a couple of the ones I, I... out of the 50, I would say there's about eight of them that I called BS. I'll call BS on myself. Uh, I'm sure Tiffany can attest. It's hard to like come up with these things and to stick to them and find the time and the money and the people. And you know, there's definitely some weeks where yeah, I just had to make it up. And uh, it does remind me when I did 40 days to 40, it was not a lot of time to plan. I had a handful of things and 40 days in a row, I had to come up with something new every single day. So I remember a good five to ten of those were pretty shitty um, and many of them were just cooking something I'd never cooked before so I feel pretty good about accomplishing a good 40 plus of the 50 being pretty unique pretty fun pretty stretching you know what was the theme expand experiment embrace I would say uh, 40 plus of these were, were those things is there anything on the list that you think you'd going to do again or that might become a new habit Why, yes, Alexis. Glad you asked. You know, there's a few things we've already talked about that I have done multiple times, including MDMA, which was listed as Euphoria in episode 21. I've done it three times since that first time. Not making that into a habit necessarily, but certainly was something I enjoyed enough to do again. Um, Hiking with Gracie. It was certainly something that was a start of hopefully taking more uh, adventurous walks with her. Sculpture was something I really, really enjoyed and have some clay left over. And my buddy, I think, would be happy to spend some more time doing that with me. And one that is very near and dear to my heart is writing a song. And that one went so well. And Derek and I have talked a lot. I know when they're moving to a new house, he's going to have some studio space he creates there. And we're already starting to talk about maybe we can write another song together. I would love that. I think uh, there's a lot of these things that I did that were food-oriented that I think I'll continue to experiment in the food world. So it might not be the exact same thing. But I definitely think I'll be doing some more food experimenting. Right now, I am doing one dessert a day, which I think for some people would mean like, oh, you're adding a dessert a day. No, no. I'm, I'm cutting back to only one dessert a day because I often have two or three desserts. And uh, part of that's health thing, part of that's just 
I knew for a long time that's kind of ridiculous that I eat that much dessert. So there are other things like building things that I think I'm going to continue to do. I made a bookcase and a coffee table. I fixed the dryer belt. Uh, I've just done things this year that I would have typically just paid someone to do or bought in a store. And I think I'm going to continue the habit of going to the tool library or experimenting with friends and having you know workshops. And if there's something I need that I can build, I'm going to try and do it. So I've given you a lot of uh, a lot of shit so far this year about uh, doing things for the second and third time for the first time. But it, seriously, it, it does make one wonder, is there a value in doing something for a second or a third time? Is there like a different insight you get because of it? Was the second tattoo you got meaningful in different ways? Was it a different, was it actually a different experience getting a, getting a tattoo for a second or a third time? So the pain was the same, but uh, yeah, I think when I turned 40 and got a tattoo, it was a big deal to me. It was like, this is something permanently on my skin. I don't know how other people did this when they were like 16 and 18 and then they were stuck with these things and friends that are tatted up and down their bodies and always thought that was kind of like how did you like that's just not me and not that I'm going to be covered or getting a sleeve anytime soon but I'm planning another tattoo in the near future it's like my life has changed it's less about the experience changing but more like my view of putting art on my body and why I would do it and the meanings behind it reasons why I wouldn't have done it before versus now it's just it's definitely changed I've changed and to me that's one of the things that I think a lot of people I think people are split into two. People don't change is like a theory a lot of people would say. And they're usually talking about you dated someone and you're dating another person. Like, people don't change. Don't try to change that person. That's probably true. That's probably a good philosophy. You're not there to try to date someone who you want to change. But I think it also is a missed opportunity to think that people don't change. Like, do you not change? Am I not different than when I was 20? Now that I'm 50? Fuck yeah. I'm so different. And I'm glad I'm different. I think there's some of us that are frustrated with some of our differences, but we have, I think, a lot more capacity for change, and I think it's doing new things. I mean, if you do the same thing every day, you're probably not going to change. So I think that's part of what this 50 to 50 reminded me, and maybe will encourage others that if you want change behavior in life or change philosophy or just think differently, it's going to take doing things differently, interacting with different people, us choosing just to hang out 30 times to make this podcast happen has changed us. Our relationships have changed. Like that's, I think that's important. So I'm, I'm very happy that some of these second and third attempts at things have happened and that we kind of mark them. And it's not just, yeah, I just decided to get another tattoo, but it, you know, it was a thought out thing and, and it's an, impacted me more internally than I would, I can imagine. I, I feel different. So I've got questions for you two. What have you learned from the experience? And is there anything that either you're inspired to do, some thing that I did that you want to like duplicate, or just something else from doing this podcast with me and, and talking about all this stuff for a year? Something that's changed in you. You've definitely inspired me with the building. I'm definitely intending to get a membership at the tool library myself so I can build and repair things on my own I'm looking to buy a house so I think it would uh, behoove me to learn how to <laughs> fix things and uh, make things for my home I really like this experience so I just didn't have the time or capacity to do my own podcast you know last year but 
I'm not going to say never, you know, never say never. It, it, there might be another topic, another podcast in me for the future. So it's been that great of an experience. You know, I think despite all of the side projects I have, all of the pies I am making or baking in any individual moment, the number of completed projects is absurdly low. Um, some projects like ride forever and then like peter out and there's no like definitive ending. There's no like ribbon around it. There's nothing to look back and say, you know, I have this moment to reflect because it's finished and we completed what we set out to do. And regardless, I mean, regardless of your feelings on how it turned out, the fact that you finished it all, I think that's very indicative of, of what I've learned about your behavior. Michael is that you're able to do and finish things in a way that I could only dream about. And that makes me want to just do more things. You know, I'm very excited. I love writing a song. I, I've probably written 70 original songs in my life. But, like, I've never written a song with an arpeggiator. You know, which to some people might not mean anything. But, like, I'm really excited to do that. And I think if for no other reason other than what the hell weird shit am I going to do with Michael Ivan this month when we write a song together, we're going to use an arpeggiator. I think... Uh, Maybe a mindset of just trying to do more and expecting, uh, don't take this the wrong way, but expecting less of what it's going to turn out to be when I'm there. I don't need it to be absolutely perfect. You don't need to spend 10 years on, on an audio recording. You just need to share it with people. Because if you continue making things, if you continue being, but you're not willing to share yourself, then you're not really even there. That was fucking deep. One of my favorite things that I did was one of the last things I did, and that was this bookcase that I made that both you commented on when you came in today, because it's finally up in the living room or dining room and has stuff on it. And usually a project like that, I want to do it and be done with it. So like, let me get the material, let me put it together, and I'm done in like in hours, in a day, and most a weekend. And I had to take it apart and redo it and refigure it and... I had no idea what I was doing to begin with and it was multiple weeks and multiple weekends that I kept coming back to it and I do things like spray paint and I thought I'll just spray paint it and then I'll be good to go oh I gotta let it dry and I gotta put another coat on it because it just doesn't look right so I had to do that I had to get these boards and I went to a couple different places and finally got the place to say they'd give me the boards but then they had to price it and then they had to cut it and they had to get it to me then I had to cut out corners of it I mean it just kept dragging on so I mean what was supposed to be a weekend project took five to six weekends with blanks in between and so maybe the opposite of you saying like you can work on something for forever and maybe never finish i have a tendency to work on something get done with it and it's not that great and i think there's uh there's somewhere to meet in the middle for both of us i think that being in my dining room on a daily basis and reminding me a it's not perfect but b it took a while and c i really like it and i think it's kind of cool and you know it isn't gonna sell and mass no one's knocking down my door to build them one but yeah i'm kind of proud of that and i think that's sort of uh, a good place for me to get to i mean i think honestly the best thing about this podcast for me has just been making new friends honestly and getting closer to you guys i was just really impressed by you michael and how you handled um the things with your father and you know his passing and dealing with your family and all of those different things you had to go through, but you were, you know, you still continued with the podcast. You still were like, I'm still going to do new things. I still need to 
you know, keep going. Not like you would, you know, not do anything. But, you know, it, some people might have just stopped at that point. And I thought it was really cool that you continued. I'm just really inspired by you to, now that I'm in the clear, get out there and try new things for myself. So, job well done. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm, um, I definitely struggled with, should I keep doing these things? This is kind of like a silly little project versus my dad's cancer and dying and the seriousness of it. And, uh, you know, in some ways it's maybe obvious. Of course I should keep trying new things. This is, you know, when you see someone dying and that you care about and you love, you start thinking about your end of life and you start thinking about what are the last things you want to make sure you get done in life. So it, it, it both stymied me for a moment, but also encouraged me to just keep moving forward. And the delay on creating the podcast was also one of those, Hey, I need to give up the idea that I'm doing 50 of these. We're going to cover all 50. I'm going to do 50 things. Some of them might be kind of lame, but in the end, um, being able to have that closure was really cool. And to be honest, singing the song at the party during a moment there when Derek and I were on stage, I think it was the first time it hit me that, Oh, I'm fifth. Like, this is like, this is it. This is the culmination. Like I've been thinking about that party for a very long time. Obviously these 50 things, the podcast has reinforced this whole talk about it, interpret it. Am I going to do it again? What did I like? What didn't I like? I mean, all that happened. It's done. And now I'm 50. It gave me a new confidence in my own wisdom. And I don't, this again, sounds very narcissistic or self-complimentary, but I, I have something to offer the world. Everyone does. But like, I think, I think a lot of us struggle with feeling like we have something to offer the world. And if we feel like we do and we talk about it, we're conceited or we're braggarts or something. And I just feel like I came to a more comfortable place to say, oh, you know, I've been around for 50 years. I actually have some life experience. I actually know some things. And I'm happy to be an influence to other people, but also recognize you're an influence to me. Derek's an influence to me. Like, this is not like a one-way street. You got anything to close us out there, Mr. Derek? So thinking about all of the people that were involved in this process so far, and just general shout out, we love you, to a ton of people. Um, But 33 of the 50 things that were done here were done intentionally with other groups of people. And between like the additional time spent with your family, like the family, uh, you know, food nights that you have here and the, you know, the Iron Chef and the... Uh, the party and just from visitor numbers or listener numbers or downloader numbers to all of the people like roaring at that party after we finished performing that song like everyone was here together at some point and I think that this process invited a lot of people to be a part of something that was not just talking about what you do for fun uh, which on the surface might might seem narcissistic, but I think what it more was for everybody was that, hey, look, Michael's turning 50. He's trying all this new shit. Let's all try some new stuff. Let's hang out together. Let's spend time together. Let's foster our relationships. Let's, you know, build this community up. Um, and I don't think, you know, I think the party is the perfect level of energy where everyone everyone was feeling that. People were participating in all of the side games. Um, it was a wonderful close. And if nothing else reminds you, you know, you can't, can't do it alone no matter what you're going through it's always better to have people around you and to share it with people and to be vulnerable because life's better life's better in groups well said and uh particular want to give a shout out of course 
to Derek and Alexis giving up a lot of time and uh, doing it all for a meal here and there, a drink, and uh, learning along with me. Another special shout out to my roommate Elizabeth. That party in particular, she did a shit ton and throughout this whole year has tolerated a lot of crap and become one of my best friends. You know, she was with me through a lot with my dad and so are a lot of other folks. So just um, really appreciate the community that I've built and has been built around me and my own siblings and their families that are my family. So yeah, let's pop a cork and go celebrate. You have been listening to 50 to 50. Check out our website, 50 to 50.com for photos, videos, and the opportunity to give us feedback or suggest an activity for Michael Ivan's quest to expand, experiment, and embrace as he turns 50.